is, and I'd, I'd really sort of like this to be put on my tombstone. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, I really. I really would. Like, the day I'd retire. <laughs> no. Um, and really, it is sort of like the day you retire, because it's Acts 13.36. And it says, David served God's purposes in his own generation, and then he died. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it gets good. <laughs> but the point, the point was, is that David fulfilled God's purposes all his life. That it didn't just end one day and then he was no longer serving God, but he served God for his entire life. Um, and I don't think a person could receive any greater honor than to have that said about it. They serve God in their generation for his time. Um, God's purpose for the church is also his purpose for every Christian. Uh, as individual followers of Christ, we are to use our lives in worship, in ministry, in evangelism, in discipleship, in fellowship. All the things that the church is about is what believers are about because the church is about believers. It's not a building. It's not an institution. It's a living organism that God created. Um, and the church allows us to do all those things together. When we gather together, we can pray for one another. We can worship together. We can share in ministry together. We can do ministry together. We can do evangelism together. We can do discipleship together. And we can fellowship. So we're not alone in doing those things. That's why I love the church, why I've always loved the church. And it's the most brilliant thing that's ever been created besides God's people. But when he puts them together to make the church, there's nothing like it. It has outlasted cultures. It has outlasted governments. It's outlasted skeptics. It's outlasted enemies from within. It's outlasted enemies from without. And it will continue to do so until Jesus returns. So you can have governments that fall. You can have the fall of the Roman Empire. But the church continued. You can have the fall of other ex things. But the church continues on through all of that. Um, and I believe that because of that, the church, the body of believers, is the hope of the world. Um, and that's why I love being a part of the church. Uh, always have, always will. That's also why I have served God for, you know, for his purposes in my generation. And that's not that I've always succeeded in that. But that's what my goal has been, to try to serve God, his purposes for my generation. Now, the truth is, you can't serve God in any other generation except your own. You may want to, but it's only wishful thinking. We cannot bring back the past. We can't go back and say, wow, I wish we could do this again. We can't. All we can do is serve at this present time and then go forward. Um, ministry must always be done in that context. And it must always be done in the context of the current generation and culture. 
whether we, we like it or not, we must minister to people in the culture as it really is. And so regardless of what our culture looks like out there, regardless of what we struggles we see, regardless of what the morality is, regardless of what the political arena is, the socioeconomic arena, the racial arena, that's who God has called us to minister to. Um, and it's not in some past that we have idolized in our minds that we serve. We serve where God has placed us today. And that's what River Valley has tried to do from the day we planted. Um, David's ministry was both relevant and timely. He did it in his generation. He served God's purposes, which is eternal and unchanging. God's purposes haven't changed. God's plan hasn't changed. Even though the culture has changed, even though people have changed, God hasn't. He is still the same. He's still telling us to go make disciples. He's still telling us to witness, to evangelize, to worship, to pray, to fellowship. That hasn't changed. How we do it and who we do it to is always changing. Um, but he served the timeless in a timely way. And I think any church that's going to be relevant and healthy does the same thing. We serve the timeless in a timely way. And unfortunately, there's times when we hold on to past or turn on, hold on to other experiences and we forget that God has called us to today and that he's preparing us for tomorrow. So we must be contemporary without compromising the truth. We must continue to serve him and our generation for his time. And with every new generation, the rules change a little. I, I recognize that. We get together, and it is one of the most enjoyable times of my week is when I get together with M3. Because there's... I, I was rudely um, informed yesterday that I was by far the oldest there. Um at least by 10 years, right, Phil? Uh, <laughs> um, but to be with this, these different generations and to just listen and to learn and to grow. And it's just that that Tuesday night M3 has that, been that enriching to me because I've learned so much from those guys. And I've listened and how they're wrestling through their faith, wrestling through their issues, understanding what it means to serve God in their generation, to serve God's purposes in their generation. Um, so each generation has sort of this contemporary context, but we need to serve God, timeless agenda in a timely way. Um, so we must be contemporary without compromising the truth. Um, if we always do what we've always done, we'll always be where we've always been. Um, you know, that's an obvious quote that you've heard used in a lot of different settings, but it's, it's true. We need to be able to not compromise God's message, but to be able to say, this is what God is leading us to, and this is how he's getting us there. 
The past is behind us. We can only live in today and prepare for tomorrow. One well-known definition of successful evangelism goes like this. Sharing the gospel in the power of the Holy Spirit and leaving the results to God. Sharing the gospel in the power of the Holy Spirit and then just leaving the results to God. I'd like to adapt that statement a little bit in regards to what it means for a successful ministry or a successful church. Successful ministry is building the church on the purposes of God in the power of the Holy Spirit and leaving the results to God. But always focusing on building the church on the purposes of God as well as on the power of the Holy Spirit and His Word. And then just leaving the results. I don't know the final chapters of River Valley. I don't know the final chapters of my own story. I don't know how it will be written. But what I am confident of is this, that he who has begun a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. Um, I recognize that in the scripture, there is no biblical precedence for retirement, except for the priesthood, by the way. Um, but there really is no biblical precedence, that we will always continue to serve God, serve his purposes for our generation until we die. You know, it's not like I'm a Christian until I retire, or I'm a Christian until I reach 72 and I start, you know, whatever. The call of Christ on our life is for eternity. It's our purpose. And we never lose sight of that. Um, and so we will continue to do that. Um, I have 100% confidence um, that this is God's church. And that he will lead it. He will guide it. He will direct it. He will prepare it. Um, and that it will serve the next generation for his purposes. Um, I have no clue what that looks like. Um, not only do I have no clue what it looks like, I have no part in what it looks like. Um, meaning I don't serve on any committee. I'm not a part of the process. I'm not part of the search committee. People will ask me, Andy, what's happening? And I, I can tell you two things. I honestly have no clue. And if I tell you I honestly have no clue, it's because I honestly have no clue. Some people think that I'm lying when I say that. Um, a total aside. When Gwen and I got married, we were, they said, where are you going on your honeymoon? Which was my only responsibility. I had to show up and drive the car. You know, that was it. And people would say, where are you going on your honeymoon? I'd go, I have no clue. And everybody thought I was lying.
And, and the third day out, and the third day out, we're driving through South Dakota. And Gwen finally looks at me and she goes, you really don't have any idea where we're going, do you? And I go, no. No, where do you want to go? She goes, well, I want to go to Mount Rushmore. Okay. We went to Mount Rushmore. And then I go, where do you want to go now? And she goes, Seattle. I go, okay. And we drove through Seattle. And then I go, now where do you want to go? She goes, San Francisco or San Diego. And I go, okay. And so no plans, no clue. That's almost how I feel this stage of my life is. And it really is one of the most exciting stages. Um, when we planted River Valley, about 80 of us got together at Clock Tower Inn in Rockford. And out of that 80, about 30 ended up planting River Valley. Had no idea what God was going to do. Had no idea that we would end up meeting the Joneses and that they would end up running River's Edge Cafe. Had no idea that we would meet the, you know. I know, I never, never knew that Joe was one day going to be leading worship here. The Stutzes, the Malones, you know, there's people that came into our life that we had never known before. There was a lot of people that we did know, but how God brought all of them together to serve. And that's what we'll continue to do and to watch how God uses each and every person here to continue to fulfill his purposes. So when people ask me, do you know what's happening? And I say, I don't know. I really don't know. And I don't want to know. And let me tell you the reason I don't want to know. Bob shared it. The search team has made a covenant agreement for, of confidentiality. And when they share, it's when they share with everybody. So if I ask anybody on that search team what's happening, what I'm doing is I'm asking them to break a confidence. And by asking them to break a confidence, I'm disrespecting them. And so I mean to just say, you know what? God has led us this far. It's his church. I don't need to know any more than that. People will ask me when, what's the timeline? Folks, I have no idea what the timeline is. Um, I really don't. Um, the search team will tell me what the timeline is when it's time for me to know what the timeline is. Um, so all of those types of questions, I just say, God, this is like our honeymoon. This is like when we planted River Valley. You revealed each step of the way. And you brought the right people in on each step of the way. And you brought people into our lives that ministered to us for a season, and then they left. Um, and, you know, we celebrated their journeys. We prayed for them as they went on to new areas of ministry. And the church continues, and not only does it continue here, it continues on elsewhere. 
um, it's been an exciting journey from the perspective of watching how River Valley has been used to plant other churches, to have impact throughout the world um, and other countries, and to experience and to be a part of that, to be a part of the life experiences that we will continue to be a part of. Because all of us, all of us need to serve our God's purposes for our generation. Um, that doesn't stop. It never stops. Um, and God finishes whatever he starts. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. God will continue to fill his purposes at River Valley. Jesus said, according to your faith, it will be done. And so when Bob says we need to pray, that's what we're praying. We're praying and we're saying, okay, God, this is your church. This is a group of people that have been called by you to search out and to pray for and to guide and to lead into finding who will be the next lead pastor of River Valley. And that that person will continue to carry on the vision of being a church that transforms people through the power of the Holy Spirit and through his word into Christ-like disciples. And so that's the goal. Um, there is one important factor that we all have control over. All of us. How much we choose to believe God. How much we choose to believe God. How much we say, okay, if this is what God's doing, do I really trust him for the future? Do I really trust him for the direction? Um, I have studied churches for over 40 years. Because what I've really, one of the things I really love about the church, and it's interesting because people will ask me, do you really love preaching? I go, oh, not so much. Do you really love counseling? I go, oh, not so much. Do you really love hospital visits? I go, not so much. Do you love, you know, what do you love? And I go, uh, the church. It's not any one aspect of the church. I love the body. I love the church. I love what it does. I love watching other people reach their full potential. I love people serving. I love all ages. I love the fact that our teenagers are in church. And they're not just in church, they're serving. That, that's not, that they're not off going someplace to a, a, to a youth group and being isolated from adults, that the kids are not all being isolated, but they're involved. When I was at Christ Church of Oprah, I had a parent come to me and said, my son has gone off to college and he stopped going to church. I go, no, he didn't. He goes, what do you mean? Well, he hasn't stopped going to church. He goes, yes, he does. He doesn't go to church. And I go, no, he never stopped because he never started. And all the years that he was here, he was never in the worship service with you. He was always in youth group, and now he's going off to college, and at college he's gotten into another youth group, and they call it the dorm, or they call it the fraternity, or they call it the sorority, because he was never in church with you worshiping, serving, experiencing, holding hands and praying with one another. Um, and that's what I love about the church, when it works like that. When it's not just an institution, but an organic 
organism, an or that a living organism that is just ever-changing and ever-growing. And as I've studied churches, the one common denominator found in every healthy church, regardless of location, regardless of denomination, is people that are not afraid to believe God. People who are not afraid to trust God. People who are saying, whatever God's leading, we're going to be open to see what he's going to do. That they don't hold on to a past. They don't hold on to a history. They don't hold on to an individual. They hold on to Christ. And they say, regardless, however and however long I am, I will continue to serve God and his purposes for my generation. Um, that is the key. Um, a people who, a people of faith, who just trust God through all things. That is the key behind everything that has ever happened at River Valley. We have believed God from the day we started, and we've expected God to use us. It wasn't maybe God will use us. From the day we planted River Valley, it was We've trusted and expected God to use us by grace through faith. And that's all of our choice, to trust God in those things. I believe that a foundation has been laid, that I have served God, and we're getting to that stage where it's time for that next generation. It's time for the next generation who, who understands a whole lot of things that I do not understand who knows how to reach people who are their generation. Um, to be a resource, to be a support, to be an encouragement, to trust that God is going to bring the right person. And to trust that God is going to use a search team to pray for, prayfully do that, to work with Converge, who I have all the trust in the world for, um, that they're going to do due diligence so that the day that I actually retire and there's a person here it is such a time of celebration, of anticipation of what God is going to continue to do. Um, but it takes a people, like Bob said, praying. Praying and trusting God for that. Um, I am as excited to see what God is going to do as I was when we planted River Valley to see what God is going to do. I have 100% confidence in God, which enables me to have 100% confidence in the search team, which gives me 100% confidence in the process. Um, and why I have 100% ability to say, I'm not a part of it. I'm not a part of it. So don't ask me if I have any idea what's happening because folks, I will tell you, just like I told my wife and everyone else, I have no clue. Um, but I'm willing to trust God and be surprised by what he does in us, through us, and in that journey. Serving God's purposes for our generation for our lives. That should be our purpose. 
Father, I do praise you and thank you. I thank you for the opportunity that in the months to come, we can continue to anticipate your, your working in us, through us, to prepare us for the next phase of ministry of River Valley. That 15 years ago, you put it in the heart of Paul House and my father-in-law, and I just had the, the fortune to be sitting with them when we talked about planting River Valley and the blessings that that has been and the growth and the changes and the ministry that has taken place. And now, Lord, we're in that same phase of being able to acknowledge that it's time for the next generation to lead this church into the future that it can continue to have an impact on the community, that it continues to be a light in the community, that you minister to every person on that search team, that they take what you have called to them um, as they already have, as a high calling, and that they are able to be affirmed and encouraged and respected that questions aren't asked of them that even put them on the possibility of compromising a confidentiality. And that as we who just by nature are just curious, what's gonna happen next? Uh, let us go to you with our curiosity and trust you for the answer. And Father, I just thank you and praise you for each and every person here, I thank you for the, the journey that we will continue to be on. Even though positions may change, relationships don't. And so, Father, I thank you that even as these pos positions change, as transitions take place, that we can continue to serve you, to serve your purposes, to serve our generation for your glory and for the benefit of others. We thank you, we praise you, and we ask these things in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And all God's people said, Amen.